What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I am your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo, Dean Montalbano, back on the pod. Special guest, Chris Lucas, also back on the pod twice in one week, shown up more times than Dean in the last two months. Gotta love that. Fellas, how are we feeling? It's Jets-Bills week. Let's go, Bills. So much. Yeah, we're, uh, we're trying to expand our demo- our reach to Buffalo. I mean, we've had one business where we expanded to the Buffalo market, didn't work out too well. So we're hoping <laughs> we're hoping this works out a little better. That's <laughs> maybe the biggest understatement ever. We're an interna- we're an international podcast right now, Chris, all the way from Buffalo. How are we feeling? Uh, feeling great. Excited to be here. I love to be a part of Rivalry Week, and uh, yeah, happy to talk some ball. All right, fellas, let's start right there. Bills. At MetLife against the Jets, Bills an 11.5-point favor right now. Ray, that line is way too high, right? Yeah, way, way too high. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a tough game. Let's be real. Uh, we're, it's not looking good for us. Zach played like absolute doo-doo last week. But you know what I have faith in? Sauce! Guy is the yes. fucking goat. Um, I'm really not even – I don't know if I'm confident – but I'm super excited to see how our defense does against this offense. I feel like it's a good uh, measuring stick, if you know what I'm saying. You could say that again. Dino, mm-hmm. how are you feeling about this game? You said it's the first week in, in the last few that you're not betting the Jets. Yeah, I can't. Um, I can't uh, just for the integrity of the podcast. I know Ray just doesn't have integrity, so I know he'll probably be betting them. I mean, you didn't have integrity. We told you not to bet the money line. You did. And you literally lost <laughs> the, ob- <laughs> the opposite of integrity. <laughs> I actually totally fucking forgot about that. Um, and we did win. We we won what four weeks in a row. So I guess, hey, I guess we're doing well to our uh, our customer and our listener. So can't be too upset. But I will say this defense, and you just kind of touched on it. This defense is definitely, definitely top notch borderline elite i won't say the e word for sure but they are eighth overall in efficiency in defensive efficiency uh carl lawson as well as quinn have created they're both top three in qb pressures and qb hits this this team is somehow getting to the quarterback which i haven't seen the jets team a jets team do in a fucking decade at the same time the cornerback duo of DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner has been amazing. It has been arguably the best in in football. So if that is able to keep up, we have a we have an amazing scheme fit with Quan, Alex, Quan Alexander that Joe Douglas was able to get right before the season. And hey, when you have a defense that that's that's that good and maybe can create a defensive touchdown, maybe a turnover or two, you could always be in absolutely any game, no matter how much better the, the other team is, the opposition. And right now, by all metrics and by all measurements, by all people, the Bills are probably the best team in the NFL. And I don't agree. I think it's the Chiefs. Fuck the Bills. Call it bias. Call it whatever you want. But... I think the Jets have a very solid chance in covering this number. This number is a bit too high, and that's very evident off of the movement. It's It, it started at 7 initially very early, went up to 13, and Sharp Betters destroyed 13, bringing it all the way back down to 11, and I think we'll probably see it even touch about 10.5 before kickoff. 
What? Right? Just, just to clarify, fuck? did you just say that the Bills are the best team in the NFL by all metrics, by all measures, by all people? Yeah. And then you said, no, not me. I think it's the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. That's a bias involved. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that. Uh, Chris, what do you think about this game? What are you looking forward to for your uh, shitty ass fucking Bills? I said is my bias right in front of you. Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm asking just, dumb questions, right? I'm confirming that that's 100% a bias because maybe you didn't see us beat the Chiefs uh, just a couple of weeks ago. But at but home, that, yeah, I saw it. I fucking saw it. I had a ton of money on the Chiefs. Spite money. We call that spite money, Chris. <laughs> Okay, anyway, so let's just pretend like some kind of a fantasy world where, you know, points for counted in this in in this NFL. Um, the Bills would be favored by 35 points against the Jets this week, and, and, and that would not even be enough. Um, unfortunately, we do have a propensity to let our foot off the gas and, and get the backup some more. Case Keenum hasn't looked as good as Mitch Trubisky, but I'm, I am excited to see what he could look like um, getting in. Oh, shut the fuck <laughs> <up>. <laughs> What a cocksucker. Dude, come on to our fucking podcast. Oh, you're talking about the backup playing? Let him finish. Let him finish. I love it. finish before Case Keenum gets in there, before he does. I am interested to see how our O-line, particularly the right side, our right guard, holds up against some of your interior pass rush that's looked okay this year. Um, I am interested okay. in confirming if Sauce is legit or not. Shh, my cat's meowing like a motherfucker. I'm sorry, guys. He's a Bills fan and a cat guy? Oh, my Dude. fucking God. Uh, Red flags know. all around. Holy anyway, shit. if Sauce is legit, I'm excited to see that. Um, I think Diggs is going to test the absolute fuck out of him. The Bills also have a big opportunity to make a bit of a statement here. They were pissed after last week's performance in the second half. They really blew it, and it showed that they were pissed in the locker room. They didn't even have to hear it from the fans because we we made it clear in the media afterwards as well. Um, I think this will be an opportunity to tee off on Zach Wilson, who, as Ray knows, I think is absolutely brutal off schedule. Um, He clearly needs to show some signs of progress here in the second half of the season. Um, or you guys are going to have some really tough decisions to make. A um, couple of plays I really like on this game. One thing I'll just mention that I'm, I'm not going to make an official play for the pod. Uh, Bills first half team total over 16 and a half. Um, big fan of that. I can't, I, mean, believe just, I can't believe you just came onto our pod and talked about the backup playing and then said our pass rush is all right. Like our pass rush is fucking elite. They're about right. to get after Josh that Allen. Is elite, but you know what the problem is? Like, even if you get to Josh Allen, you have to bring him down. And Josh Allen is bigger than half your fucking pass rushers. I've seen him literally pancake middle linebackers and then continue on with runs. So, sure, maybe you can get to him, but bring him down or stop him from throwing a 45-yard down, 45 yard downfield pass to Gabe or Shakir or whoever help, happens to get loose. So good luck. Yeah, that, Chris talking about Case Keenum is probably the second most disrespectful thing that's happened to me this week. And that, yeah. I mean, it's What's fucking number a, one. I got disrespected at the gym. It's a long story. I'll tell you later. But uh, <laughs> I'm so uh, happy that manhood got disrespected. So disrespected. It was actually, I take the other guy's side or um, but I, I think Chris said it. I'm really excited to see our D line and see how we go up against this offensive line. I feel like there is some holes there in the up the middle. Uh, defensive player of the month, Quentin Williams, has been. I mean, I wasn't happy when we drafted him. I think he's been good, but he's been a little uh disappointing throughout his career. But he's really turned it up his second year in the Sala system with some uh edge help around him. And also, 
we had, we're not talking about him. Jermaine's back, but Bryce Huff, dude, that guy's been super impressive. He's only has a half a sack on the year, but he gets pressure literally every time he comes in on third down. It's crazy. But I think what's going to really make or break our defense this uh, week is going to be the linebackers and safeties. LaMarcus Joyner can't tackle. He doesn't try a lot of the times. I think that's going to be a recipe for disaster if he doesn't against Josh. And uh, I mean, I think Quincy and Quincy's going to have to hit Josh Lowe and take him out, I think. But good. yes, Chris. <laughs> I just want to flip yeah, it to the other side of the ball because I didn't really get a chance to to just make mention. Um, I, what, what kind of injuries are you guys still dealing with on the offensive line? I mean, I know Vera Tucker's out. you could possibly imagine. <laughs> yeah. You're still in that. Um, I yeah, mean, it's going to be a huge mess. Yeah, and even Dwayne Brown's coming in questionable. I, I, we expect him to definitely be playing, but he's definitely going to have some ailments. I mean, he also bypassed a season-ending injury to play, so that was already kind of the case. But I, I was going to kind of harp on it when Ray was done. This is has the potential to be the Von Miller show, and I fucking hate it. And probably the only guy I'll be watching on our offensive sets since we are Jet fans, will be Von Miller and in those trenches because if he just does whatever he wants and Zach gets off schedule almost immediately every time and we've seen him do it all year, he's been doing – he gets off schedule himself, uh, even unprovoked. So if they could get that going, it's going to be a long day for the Jets. I'm going to just say it's not just Vaughn though. He's playing just over, I think 50% of our snaps. So we're, we're rotating like a motherfucker and keep you guys always fresh. rotate like motherfuckers. Yeah. And always. and you're also blitzing, I think in the bottom three teams in the league in, in blitz rate. So we're, we're getting pressure from a lot more than just Vaughn. Uh, Rousseau has stepped up a bit. Uh, Ed Oliver is taking a big step when he's been healthy this season. And then we had a couple of offseason signings. Daquan Jones and Tim Settle were real quiet uh, signings for us, but both of them have been um, massive in, in helping our run defense and getting a little bit of interior pressure for us. How's my, how's my boy been? Boogie hasn't seen I'm not going to be honest with you. Him and Epinesa have been quiet. Epinesa's had a, a couple of games with some some sacks, I think. Um, but Boogie isn't is being hidden a little bit at this point. It's kind of it's kind of funny how both our defensive our lines in particular we both don't blitz and we both rotate like motherfuckers on the D line. Kind of similar uh, scheme wise. I, I I love that. I really. It's do. proven to that that's how you win. Also, Trey's back, right? Or is he just practicing? He's activated there. He's they had to activate him or he was going to be done for the season this year. There's still some skepticism on whether or not he's going to play. Um, be sweet. We do. I, yeah, he's, he's still questionable. I will say this, though, because uh, it is probably the only thing we haven't mentioned. Uh, obviously, we were going to touch on this game more than any other, but obviously missing both starting safeties for the Bills is going to be huge. If that's something the Jets can exp- exploit, Maybe 11 and a half could be too much. Maybe the Jets win outright. Who the fuck knows? Talking a new existence. My brother's laughing in the background because holy fuck, we were at game last year, last week, and goddamn, were we miserable. Yeah, Balls is banned from games from now on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ball, balls see. is banned from games. He's, <laughs> the, only, the only fun part of that game was going to the sports book after, but fuck. Hey. You going to uh, say something, Chris? 
Yeah, our safeties have been banged up all year. Poyer's been been dealing with some stuff since training camp. Hyde got out, got knocked out for the year really early on. A couple of our backups, Tamar Hamlin's been consistently playing and playing really well. Um, and Jaquan Johnson is the other guy that fills in. Both of them were, uh, I want to say, fourth and sixth round picks, respectively, um, back in at least two to three years ago. Um, so really great seeing the, the young depth grow and, and produce. Uh, last thing I want to touch on before um, we, I guess we move on. Uh, I'm, I'm really think that I've been saying it for weeks now. I think we got to push the ball downfield more, at least just get, get some pressure off the line of scrimmage and open some stuff underneath. I think that'd be massive. And also I think given Zach's performance, like out of the pocket and like just looking lost, I think he's going to try to stay in the pocket more this week. I think that's going to lead to more sacks. So I don't know what Buffalo's over sacks is, but I may touch on that. Ugh, what a fucking traitor. Anyway, the absolute last thing to touch on, just because it hasn't as well. Obviously, Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore, Mar, holy shit. Elijah Moore, there was a, a bit of drama going on where he was a little bit self-centered. He didn't play a week. He came back last week, was in very limited snaps, totally healthy, should have been out there, could have been a difference maker. I'm very curious to see if he plays a lot this week. And just like Ray said, if we want to push the field, push, push downfield, you're going to have to have Elijah Moore definitely on the outside and kind of doing what he did at the end of last year, where he was a prolific, prolific receiver and was showing that he was going to be a potential star in our league. So please, for the love of God, if anyone on the Jets is hearing this, please make that happen. Fuck. All right, fellas. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's all going to come down to Zach. It always does. Yeah. Um, not saying that they're going to win this game, but to touch this 11 and a half, the turnovers have got to stop and they got to put him in spots to be successful. And he's just got to hit uneasy throws because hit his motherfucking check. You do have some playmakers. Please, honestly, we'll get a full game of James Robinson. So maybe the, the balanced rushing attack will, will get to hold the time of possession a little bit. Um, all right, let's move on to the second game. Got Seattle on the road uh, at Arizona. The Cardinals, a two-point favorite right now. Dino, Seahawks leading the NFC West. Dude, Geno motherfucking Smith, third in QBR in the league. 107.2, just behind Patty Mahomes and Tua, who's definitely emerged, and above your boy Josh Allen. Crazy as that third. is. Team. Actually, just like everyone predicted, Geno Smith basically running the league. I think he's got 13 touchdowns, three picks. He's taking care of the ball. The Seattle's defense is obviously spearheaded by a ton of young talent, has played out of their minds compared to consensus and compared to projection. I mean, they have two young tackles that are playing well in cross, as well as Abraham Lucas, a.k.a. my motherfucking boy. Abraham Lucas, please, I love you. Come to the Jets. Other than that, uh, I mean, D-Hop is back, and he's already shown to be a huge, huge factor for that offense, as well as Kyler. And this is going to be an interesting game, really. I I actually haven't been this excited for a 4 o'clock slate in a while. Uh, I'm even more excited for this 4 o'clock slate than when the Jets played the Broncos, and I am a Jets fan. So this this might be a real um, game. 
can I cut you there? Because I'm sorry, this entire slate, this is by far the worst week of NFL football. This entire week? Uh, I'm about to get to it. Um, Four o'clock slate. uh, I'm about to get to it. Uh, This is by far the worst entire NFL slate. Um, I told Ray the other day, this no, is, it is. This, this, this is, this is pumpkin patch weekend. Like if your girl's like telling you, you got to go, like, like this is like the weekend you go to the pumpkin patch because <laughs> this, this slate sucks. Um, and what the NFL did with that, with the Rams bucks game, cause they thought both of those teams were going to be fucking awesome. And they're not, they flex out one of these four o'clock games There's only two, four o'clock games. This, this is the worst thing that could have happened. Because they wanted all eyes on, on that one game. Um, and both those teams stink. Um, and it sucks that these are the only two games, honestly. Uh, high implications, though. I think that's going to be a solid game. I think the Seattle-Arizona game is going to be a nail-biter and probably something that... I think Seattle's going to win this game, honestly. I don't think the Cardinals are, are any good. And I think the Seattle defense in particular um, is very, very good. They they get after the quarterback, and they got some young corners that, that I really like. Uh, Chris, what do you think about this one? Yeah, bird battle. Um, I also like. <laughs> don't really get why Arizona is favored. Um, they don't have a home field advantage. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, Arizona's on tank watch too. Um, I think it's completely within the realm of possibilities that Kyler um, starts to pout and wants to get a new head coach and starts to purposely suck because he knows he's secure and that Cliff is the next to go in that regime. Um, so, you know, yeah, to, to Dean's point, Geno Smith is not a top three quarterback, but he's playing well. Um, I think he's a bona fide middle of the road guy at this point. And, and that's not saying a ton because I do think we've seen a significant drop off in QB play as a lot of the, the, the previous generation, if you will, is retired or, or starting to dramatically fall off. Uh, the cards don't match up with Seattle's D personnel at all. Um, Seattle's defense has been playing really well the last month or so. Um, so, yeah, big, big fan of Arizona here, or Seattle rather. Um, won't get, uh, won't give too much away for my bets. Nice, Ray. Who are you liking this one? Yeah, I mean, this line is another one that was a little funky to me. I mean, I know Arizona had high expectations coming into the season and Seattle uh, not so much, but – the way Seattle's playing, man, I don't know how they're dogs right now. I think uh, Arizona's organization as a whole, they're a mess. I think Kimes and Kif- uh, Cliff I think, Kingsbury. I think they're both probably, gone. Yeah, I think they're both probably uh, hasta la vista. See ya. Um, <laughs> I, I'm also questioning that Kyler contract. I think that's going to come back to kind of like bite them in the ass a little bit. But uh, And also, I mean, we say, we've been saying it a lot lately, but I fucking can't get enough of this uh, Seattle draft class. It's one of the best I've seen, like, rookie performances, like, uh, out of the gate in recent memory. Bookend tackles, uh, uh, Walker's fucking killing it, and then, obviously, Tariq, Tariq Woolen. They may ha- I mean, we were saying how the Jets... And Maffe. Maffe hasn't seen the field t- as much, but he's going to be a good player, too. Yeah he, yeah, he had a sack last week. Uh, I think he was playing, like, 40, 50% of the snaps. But we were talking about the Jets having potentially offensive and defensive rookie of the year. And it's funny, same position groups and just opposite conference. They, they're they looking like it too with uh, Walker and Tariq Woolen. But I think Geno's running this offense super fucking efficiently right now. He's got plenty of time, which and uh, he's not making the mistakes with what always cost him. So I think if he keeps playing right now, like he's, like he's been playing, I don't see – I mean, I think they're going to – they may win this division, as crazy as that fucking sounds. Um, and in this game, I think Arizona's car, uh, their defense in general is kind of fucked. 
I think they're missing Chandler Jones big time, and their secondary is a little weak too. So I'm gonna. I think I think Seattle's got this one. Also, I would love Buda Baker to be a Jet because I love me some Buda. Yeah, that'd be nice. All right, we'll move on, and uh, this will round out Dean's unbelievable four o'clock slate. Uh, Rams Bucks Bucks a three point favorite right now. I'm saying that the four o'clock slate usually blows, and it has blown this year. This one is actually I mean, promising. The NFL as a whole this year has blown. It's been a really bad NFL season. It's been a bad NFL season for exactly what Chris articulately put, that this QB play has been atrocious. Actually, team scoring has been down more than seven points. Individual team scoring. I think there's only like seven quarterbacks I would want right now, honestly. Yeah, wild. Think Which about, is think about really it. bad. Joe Burrow. Zach, just, 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 just like, and then obviously a huge, huge, huge drop off in, you know, really trusted names over a decade that are just, you know, ages catching, catching up to them. Right. Like I I actually, I really trust Jalen hurts this year, but the jump from like where he is and even like where Burrow and Herbert are right now to where Mahomes and Allen are right now, it's like. Oh, it's still it, fucking! It's crazy. Different, different stratosphere. It's crazy because last year was not. I'm a, I'm like a, that. a lot of these guys were all kind of clumped together. Um, but let's get to this game. Bucks a three point favorite. Chris, both these teams struggling right now, and Tom coming off a divorce. We hate we we hate that. We love marriage on this podcast. <laughs> um, talk to me about talk to me about this game. What do you think about these two teams? Yeah, um, I'm not going to comment on the divorce thing there, but uh, <laughs> yeah, not not happy to see anybody's marriage end, but uh, certainly not shedding any tears for Tommy. Um, I don't love either defensive matchup here. The Bucks are having a lot of injuries here. I don't think Shaq Barrett, or Shaq Barrett's obviously not going to go, but they're having a lot of injuries in their secondary too. Uh, Antoine Winfield, a, a couple of others, I think. Um I also think the Rams defense, the whole stars and scrubs approach is starting to to show some chinks in that armor. Um, Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner, and Jalen Ramsey aren't enough to to stop an 11-man unit with the star power that the Bucks have, in my opinion. Um, that being said, I think the Rams have some untapped star power on their offense that's yet to be uh, – you know, really fully unleashed as well. Um, Stafford's never really used his his other wide receivers outside of Cup, but um, you know, maybe he's got an opportunity to do so against a more banged up defense here, especially in the secondary. Um, Acres is going to be back, I guess, this week. They're trying so we'll to. We'll see how many uh, touches he actually gets. I th- ben Jefferson's back this week, right? Yeah, questionable right now, but he came back last week, so he should be good to go. Nice. I'm thinking he's back as well. Um, so I think there's an opportunity for some points to be scored here, um, an opportunity to buy low on both of these offenses that have some boom potential. Yeah, 42 and a half right now is the over-under. Stafford's been struggling so much, and they just cannot establish anything in this run game. And McVay wants to run the ball so he can set up all that stuff um, that he likes to do with Cooper Cup. Dino, what do you think about this one? Yeah, no, I hate, I hate that I hate that Chris is just a Bills fan littered in Bills gear right now because I love everything that he's been saying for sure, especially for this game. And the reason why I like this game so much, I know it has the brutal 42 and a half over under, which is implying that Vegas thinks this is that this is going to be a snooze fest. 
But I will say this game is going to be wildly, wildly important. Maybe the most important game of the slate as far as these two teams. You know one is going to slip into the playoffs, maybe even both. But I I would say, for better or for worse, that the winner of this game is going to be in the playoffs and the loser probably will not. They still have a tough schedule, both of them moving forward. Bucks three and five, Rams three and four. Uh, just like just like Chris said, I like how he touched on obviously this Bucks uh, this Bucks D that's banged up and was once a powerhouse, of course, when they won the Super Bowl. But I I don't know how Stafford is not going to put up some points and somehow connect with anyone else besides Cooper Cup this week. I I kind of lean this over. I did not take it because I like two other bets more, but I definitely lean it. And if it was even ticked down a little bit more, I'm definitely going to be smashing it. But these are two teams that just lost pretty handedly two games. I know it was 27-22 for the Bucs, but I, I definitely did not fear that the Ravens were going to lose that game. Like I said, this just has a ton of playoff implications in my mind. And... These are two teams that no one knows who the fuck they are. They were consensus top five teams going into the year. And now they're seemingly bottom of the barrel. I know we're just going to say one's got Sean McVay one, you know, and, and just came off of a championship, of course. And then the other has Tom Brady and a really good defense, but Holy fuck. Have they been horrible? And I wish, I wish I can go back in time when we talked about panic meter for, the Bucks when I said like two or three, because guess what? That should have been a fucking 27 out of 10. I brought up the Rams too. Yeah, I'm panicking if I'm uh, this I'm seems to be a, this I honestly both teams. I kind of I kind of agree with you. I kind of think this might be a loser loser leaves town game. Mm-hmm. Um I mean Seattle's got a one and a half game lead on the Rams. Uh and San Francisco has a win ahead of them. They haven't had their bye yet. Um and Tampa Bay, that division is so weak. But honestly, Atlanta strings to the other games. But I don't. If they lose four in a row, I could see. I could see Tom like in a walking boot, like the Ben Roethlisberger walking boot. <laughs> no, he would. He he would especially never do that. <laughs> Ray, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I mean, I think you guys pretty much touched on most of it. Um, I feel like the struggles for both these teams are really due to up front. I think their offensive line play needs to be better, both sides, both teams. Um, one thing I'm really looking forward to, I think uh, Stafford hasn't looked right all year, but, I mean, maybe Van Jefferson back kind of helps. He never really looks like he trusted Robinson. Um, this speed-up Tampa Bay secondary, Van Jefferson's their deep guy. I kind of look to see maybe a, a big couple big shots to him. And then – also, no Shaq Barrett. I'm looking forward to seeing my guy Logan Hall. I think they're going to need to count on him a little bit more. Maybe even play him off the edge a little bit. We we all know that he can play uh, all across all around that line. So he's going to need to step up. I think he has two sacks right now in the year. So maybe get some more pressure there against a beat up offensive line. But uh, who as far as as for who's going to win this game? I mean, both teams are super are struggling. Rams can't run the ball, so that leads me to think Tampa, but I think Aaron Donald's would be in Brady's face the entire fucking day. So to be honest, I don't know. If I'm betting anything, I'm betting Donald Sachs and I'm gonna bet uh over longest play. Dean and Chris, Ray just Ray it's probably taking the Bucks. Who do you think wins this game? 
Chris, please take that. I lean Bucks as well, if anything. Um, I think that offense is is more than likely getting ready to start clicking here. Uh, too many weapons, and, and Brady's got nothing else to do but focus on football, right? I I I do agree with that. I can see this Rams offense also putting up points. I, I really will be betting this over. Uh, 42 and a half is a bit too low, especially under that, that very key number of 44, which has been basically like the median of games this year as far as points goes. But I, I'm going to definitely just go back to what Chris said about how this defense specifically has relied on like hero zero kind of aspect and i agree with him there's been a ton of kinks in that armor and it's just proving to be brutal and it's going to be worse moving forward considering they have absolutely zero legit zero draft equity i'm sure they have zero cap space as well moving forward don't quote me on that so i'm going to agree that this is probably a bucks win all right i think i was taking the bucks too but just because all three you said bucks i'm going to take the Rams here it's fine. And I'm a Rams guy. You know that. Sure. All right. We'll move on to the last game. Sunday night game. Got Titans at Chiefs. The Chiefs a 12 and a half point favorite right now. Ray, do the Titans have any shot? The Titans look horrible last week and they still managed to win. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, let's try to keep this one quick, but I feel like we're all going to be on the same page here. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to beat the shit out of them. Uh, I don't, I feel like they're not going to get enough pressure on Mahomes. I think he's just going to have a field day. Is uh, Tannehill playing, or is, are they going back with uh, – what's his name? Malik. Still questionable. Still questionable. Yeah. I feel like maybe it'd be a little – I mean, that that's one thing I guess that's working in their favor, not knowing who who the game plan for because they are completely different quarterbacks. But right. he, didn't I mean, pra- uh, he didn't practice today, but they said there's still a shot he could play. Yeah, I mean, I think in Arrowhead, I'm taking Chiefs all day long. Dino, you on the same wave? Not at all. I'm probably the biggest Chiefs guy on this. I am definitely the biggest Chiefs guy on this podcast. But the Titans have just continued to prove me right. I don't give a fuck if us four are the front four for the Titans. Mike Vrabel will make sure that that defense is not a slapdick defense. It's a defense that's going to be capable of of making a game out of nothing. I mean, obviously, his defenses have led up big games. Obviously, you think of week two against the Bills, where they put up 41, but they were coming into their own. And I just think this offense is going to be a top offense, just a ton of time of possession. Derrick Henry has is going to be unstoppable. He will continue to wear out defenses. And this 12-and-a-half line is straight-up fucking disrespectful. This is the AFC South winner for sure, guaranteed. Fucking Glock it the motherfucker up. I mean, it's the worst division in football yeah, by good, far. Good, uh, 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 besides no, no, the, the NFC South. Okay. Good thing you listen to that. Then I'll get, a little bit, I'll get a little more bolder then because this is an 11-win team. That's not really any more bold. Um, but that being said, I agree with you. Five wins already. <laughs> I wanted six. to, like... Five wins already? Six? What? Going six and four isn't bold? You guys talk shit about them every week. Yeah, they suck. They're going to get smacked around the playoffs. But, Chris, go ahead. I'm not going to dispute that. This is is a regular season team. 
I do not think Tennessee is good. Uh, I wanted to like Kansas City here. I think it's square to like Kansas City here, so I'm not surprised Ray likes them. But you, you <laughs> I don't know that there's, I don't know that there's any teams really that should be favored more than two touchdowns in the NFL against another NFL team. Um, I don't know that it matters who plays a quarterback. I don't think the game plan changes significantly. Kansas City can be run on. The Bills don't run the football and Devin Singletary had, I think near 80 yards when we played them um, on, on very few carries. Yeah. I mean, it's much different when you're throwing, when you're running in a six man box and compared to they're going to be running against an eight, nine man box this game, especially if Malik Willis is playing. Completely get it. That being said, Derrick Henry is a significantly different running back than Devin Singletary. He's not Um, even a human. (laughs) <laughs> fair He's not a also just throw out there i don't think it really matters but there's the potential for some distractions in kansas city uh andy's reed andy reed's kid got the three-year sentence for uh you know offing that poor person uh, back in the day um so wait, 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 hold on. i thought andy reed's kid it was a drunk driving accident right is that what it was yeah, D, uh dwi yeah he got three years he just got sentenced like a few days ago would he kill someone in the dwi or no the kid was severely injured though i hope i hope they are okay i mean okay i thought i thought that was a manslaughter scenario there but i could be wrong i thought it was too but it ended up being i'm pretty sure i could definitely be wrong i i very rarely wrong but uh (laughs) yeah yeah roger mccreary fuck you um anyways i retract my statement i fucking gave so uh my apologies to the reed family anyways i think that's got the potential to be a distraction uh maybe cause kansas city to not be as effective or andy reed rather to be as effective as he has been previously off the bye um so yeah for me it would be tennessee or nothing here yeah so so just to clarify i just googled it quick he um put a five-year-old in a coma for 11 days so don't apologize to them fucking I'm also not going to apologize because I was. Oh shit, on. that's so fucked up. That's fucked up. That's. <laughs> I hope I hope she's okay. Uh, first and foremost, I'm 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 sure privacy of the uh, family that they're, they're not disclosing, but I I hope she's yeah, it's a full recovery. All right. We do too. All right, fellas, should be a good week. Jets Bills, let's fucking go. Um, let's get to some bets. We'll start off with Chris. Let the guests go first. Chris, what do you like this week? Yeah, so spread the action over a few different plays here. The big money one is going to be a three-unit teaser. Uh, two-teamer, we're going to do Bills minus six in Seattle plus eight. Um, don't see how the Bills don't win by at least a touchdown here. We may let you guys get you know around a touchdown uh, in some garbage time, but the the six feels good, uh, and I think Seattle wins outright. So to get the full eight points there, uh, happy to lay three units to win two point seven. Uh, Dean and I talked about it a love for the Tampa Bay Rams over. I'm going one to win point nine there. Oh no, not again! Is there? You got me. Uh, you you one to win point nine on the uh, Tampa Bay over or whatever I think it was. Okay, perfect. And then last is just a little two-team teaser. Uh, Cincinnati minus one and the Commanders plus nine and a half. 
Uh, don't even have real logical reasons there. Just kind of like the lines. So unit to win point nine on that as well. Like it. Ray, start us up here. Okay. So um, I guess I'll pick up where Chris left off. I have a six and a half point teaser. I since he minus a half. Uh, I, like him, I just kind of like the line. And I got Philly minus seven and a half, which currently is not looking too lit. It's tied. So word teasers. That's uh minus one. <laughs> that was minus one thirty two to win uh one point five five. Um, that was then my next one. I'm doing over forty five in Kansas City at Tennessee. That's two units to win one point eight two at minus one ten. Uh, I think Kansas City offense is going to put up a lot of points, and I also think that Tennessee is going to run on them, like Chris said. And then. Uh, lastly, my last unit, I'm going Bills at Jets under 46. I think our uh, defense is going to be able to hold them in check a little bit, and I don't know what the fuck to expect from our offense, so I like the under. Nice. Dino, what do you got for us? Um, So, no surprise here. I'm going to be going as well. Seattle money line. I kind of spoiled it a bit. I, I think that they win this bird battle. I don't know how. I get that they are going to be at Arizona, but I, I genuinely think that this is a better team. And like Chris said, I think that this is kind of going to be the falling point of this team as well as this offense. So I'm going to do Seattle money line plus 110, 2.5 units to win 2.75. And then uh, the second half of my load, I'm going to do Titans plus 12 and a half. I think they cover that very very easily this is not it this is not a chiefs team that plays much better at home than any other team we saw it especially against the bills and i think vegas also thinks that as well uh that's going to be minus 110 to win uh 2.5 units to win 2.27 nice let's go soft round us off yeah i'll, I'll round us out here so ray obviously Hit the uh, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith first completion last week. So back to the well. Got to take my boy Geno here. I got Geno and Kyler to complete their first pass. Minus 134. One and a half units on that. Um, I got the Falcons money line against the Chargers. Um, This Chargers team has just confused me the entire year. Week to week, they look like a different team. Um Falcons at home, the Chargers are not good at stopping the run at all, and this is the most run-dominant team in the league. Um, I think between Algier and Hunley and Mariota, they do enough on their legs. They control the time of possession, and they end up winning the game late. Don't forget um, Huh? Bordereau. Yeah, he yeah, might be back. Uh, and then we'll round it out with uh, a money line parlay. I got Miami on the road against Chicago. Um, I think they dominate. And then uh, Minnesota at Washington, plus 137, two and a half units to win 3.43. So love that one. That'll uh, keep me rolling in the NFL. Nice. All right, fellas. You Brad, you love that that anytime, the the first completions. You love that. Uh, I mean, it's fucking Bananaville, but. The D-Gen bet. Yeah, very D-Gen. Very. But those hit. <laughs> <laughs> 
the DGen bets are the ones you got to look out hey, for. Man, yeah, I mean, I got my own, I got my fair share of DGen bets, you know. I almost put all five on that one. You know, real DGen <laughs> bet, yeah, real DGen bet season coming up, college basketball score first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait for that shit. Oh, yeah. Gotta love that. You live and die by those, brother. All right, fellas, that'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed part two of our preview episode. Let's go Jets. Jet up. Fuck the Bills. Uh, <laughs> as always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two. And stick with us as we continue this 2022-2023 season. Fellas, appreciate you. Love you guys. Bills.